Welcome to Dr. Three, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth in climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Katrina, and along with me are my fellow hosts, card game queen, Dragon Rider, and you know her, you love her, it is Smarms. How are we all doing tonight, ladies? Uh, really good, yeah. Excellent. Doing Excited well. about all the stuff that's coming out, so there's a lot yeah. to talk about, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. And it also means uh, multiple days of content for videos that I don't really have to think about <laughs> beyond just recording it, uh, which is great when, uh, you know, I still feel like I'm trying to get back in the swing of things after being sick for like three weeks. So, you know, it's nice to just be like, hey, here's some videos for the next like five days. Go for it. Yay. <laughs> It does feel uh, good to get back into the swing of things. It kind of feels like we've been out of it, like we said last week. So it, it it does feel nice to kind of get back into that groove of things. So like, I am, yeah, I'm super, super excited about this and like, nice to have something new to talk about. So, ah, uh. So let's go into last week's poll question. Um, so what did we have last week, Dragon Rider? Yes. So last week we talked about that mass pack opening feature that had been announced. And we wanted to know how excited people were for it, uh, for that feature. So thank you to everyone who voted. We did have 24 votes uh, and kind of interesting results here, I I, I think. Uh, I was so super we, surprised. I'm not going to lie, like on the results yeah, of this. I kind of was too. So we, we gave you three um, answers. You could say, yes, can't wait to use it. You might use it some or that it wasn't really for you. And actually the most popular answer with 45.8% of the votes was that it wasn't really for you. Uh, I definitely kind of expected the most popular answer to be that people were excited for it, uh, which was 33.3%. And then the might use it some came in at 20.8% of the votes. Um, yeah, I don't, were, were you expecting as well, Smarms, that it was going to be kind of the opposite, that people would, were going to be excited for this? I definitely thought people were going to be excited. Like maybe that's just showing off like, you know, obviously the more I've gotten into Hearthstone, the more I get free packs and therefore the more things I have to open. So like maybe, maybe that side of it is showing, but like, I was like, yeah, of course. I don't want to just like sit there and click particularly like, um, you know, if it wasn't for any sort of like, you know, you and I both are, all of us like do various content around this. And so, um, you know, like maybe sometimes it makes sense to click. I definitely thought people who uh, did not, you know, do content were going to be like super excited for, yeah, I don't have to waste my time. I can just, you know, speed right through this. I really am, like I said, I'm super excited about it. So um, that's just me. Obviously, it is definitely one of those things that, uh, apparently it's less of a big deal to our audience than I thought it would be, but I am regardless excited to get my, my, uh, little mitts on it. So I am all for this change. So <laughs> I think yeah, I, vo I vocalized it pretty, uh, advently last week. So, 
Yeah, I do wonder. I, I would be curious to know, uh, and you know, maybe some of our audience, if you can reach out to us on on Twitter or jump in our Discord or even send us an email. You now, if you are somebody who it, if this is not really for you, you know, let us know why. Is it because you are a mobile player and this doesn't seem like a feature that's really going to be on mobile or as cool on mobile? Uh, are you more of a free-to-play player? You just don't have as many packs? Or is it just you like opening packs individually? I, I don't know. I, I, maybe it's a mixture of like all of that. That kind of more people are just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I could see I could see it being like, I like to individually open my packs and see the legendaries as they come out and like keep track of everything. So like, I could definitely see that being a thing. I am excited to get my, like I said, I'm excited to get my hands on it. But like, I could totally get why you'd be like, no, I just want to open them one at a time. Because that's more fun in my mind. So, yeah. Um, on the note of packs, I was just going to move us along into the news where mm -hmm. we got today's announcement of the Fall of Ulduar mini set has been announced. Um, I'm pretty excited for this for one. Mm -hmm. So, it is going to be 38 card mini set and it'll be launching Tuesday, September 19th. There will be four legendaries, one epic, 17 rares, and 16 commons. Mini set can be opened in Titans packs, or the whole mini set can be purchased for fourteen ninety nine or two thousand gold. And uh, for the golden mini set, you can uh, buy that for sixty nine ninety nine or ten thousand gold. Um, so also the other one of the other things that they announced is anomalies are coming to standard, wild, twist, and arena. At launch, there will be twenty anomalies each with an equal chance of corrupting the game. Anomalies will be active in all games for the first week after the launch of patch 27.4. After that one week period, anomalies will then be active 25% of the games until patch 28.0. Uh, we've had three anomalies revealed so far, so that's Approaching Nightmare, and that's both players start with Yogg-Saron, Hope's End in their hand. The next one is Gift of Gluttony. Both players start with two more drawn cards. And then the last one that uh, was announced is Fast Track. Reduce the cost of all cards in both players starting hands by one. The anomaly effect is revealed prior to your mulligan and activates after the mulligan, but before the first turn is taken. And um, honestly, as somebody who has really loved anomalies in battlegrounds i am excited for this but i know there's definitely going to be mixed feelings all around as i can imagine yeah i'm not sure how i feel about this uh, especially in standard like when ranked ladder games are on the line i'm <laughs> unsure to say the very least because it's just like i don't know if I feel like this is something that I'm going to dig, but you know what? I'm willing to, I'm willing to give it a shot and see how it affects the experience. So like I shrug my shoulders at it. I don't know how it's going to go or how it's going to feel. So, um, but yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, I, 
if I don't like it, it will be for a short period of time. Like, I like it in Battlegrounds because Battlegrounds, um, A, I take Battlegrounds a little less seriously than I do Standard, obviously. I do a podcast about uh, Standard, and, like, that's the most important rank to me in the game. And um, there's enough... uh, things in card games that you already have to worry about but um so uh and like it feels like battlegrounds is uh sometimes it's just about being silly and like you have there's like feels like there's a lot more random circumstance in battlegrounds and like the fact that anomalies are there just kind of is like silly fun they're like the prizes they're like the quests, like everything, like it just seems like it fits more than it does in standard. Like I would rather be an option to like go into ranked ladder and not have those as like something that forces their way into it because it, it feels like it could be a not good time to get like completely ruined by a, anomaly effect that you have zero control over but i will be positive about it until i see it and if it changes my mind it is only in passing so like it's not forever so i know that um yes so I guess my feelings are very kind of similar to yours, Kat. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about it yet for standard. Um, so I, I kind of have a couple of different things or, or reservations, I guess, on my thoughts here. First of all, there's going to be 20 different ones. So even if there is one that does kind of not really work very well with your deck or might benefit your opponent, it's much less likely that you're going to see that. And it does say that there's an equal chance to see those anomalies right so it's in battlegrounds they actually do kind of alter the appearance rates of those like some of them are more rare you know some of them are more common but these ones are complete equal chance so if you do get one that's like oh man that really helped my opponent and kind of screwed me like it's probably going to be a while before you see that one again so you know that in that sense, it's maybe going to feel kind of like the games where you're like, wow, I drew the whole top end of my deck and couldn't do anything. That sucked. Okay, next game, right? Like, it'll kind of have that same RNG aspect where it's like, eh, that, that doesn't happen every game. Move on. But at the same time, the thing that I think I like about Anomalies for Battlegrounds is that in Battlegrounds, you play your strategy and you build your your comp and you get to make all of those decisions completely after you know what the anomaly is and based on what's going on in Battlegrounds, right? But in Standard, you will take your pre-built deck into the game and then you get your anomaly told to you. So it's like, okay, both, uh, both players start with two more drawn cards, like... Okay, well, if it's a deck like an aggro deck, that's definitely going to help them, probably more so than if you're a slower deck. You're like, hmm, okay, I guess I have more resources, but also I now have this huge hand, and if I can't play cards, I have to start dumping cards from my hand sooner. So that kind of hurts. Again, I 
that's like a one-off thing. I am almost surprised that they didn't initially try this, something like this in Twist, where you could have had the option to like, okay, you tell like the anomaly and then you can have people pick their deck afterwards, like, which would be kind of an interesting concept. But um, honestly, I imagine that they've had so many more people playing um, since anomalies and battlegrounds that like maybe it was like worth it to try i can't obviously don't know for sure but like that does seem likely to me at least that probably um yeah you know well, like seeing that huge uptick and being like okay you know like this would be kind of a fun thing to try in standard yeah. well you know and and you have to think too and remember that also as you mentioned with the amount of packs Right, we are players who we play a ton of Hearthstone. We play and we look mm-hmm. at the game like on a daily basis. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, there are a lot more players who are much more casual who just play the game for fun than we do. And for I would imagine many of those people who are kind of casual or who just play for fun, this is probably a really interesting, intriguing thing that is going to make ranked play more fun and interesting than just, oh, I have to play it, play the game optimally to get stars and climb the ladder. Like for for many people, that's not an interesting thing to do, right? Like people just wanna play the game for fun. So I I definitely can see that perspective. I just think for me, it's like, I'm really kind of interested. I think this feels like a mix to me of the anomalies from Battlegrounds, but also a mix of the uh i forget exactly what they're called now in um duels you know what i'm talking about like in duels you start with your deck and then kind of along the way you get to pick different like aspects upgrades or yeah okay and some of these like like you you'll start the game with two more cards or your Cards will cost one less or whatever. And these kind of feel very similar in a way to those duels duels kind of bucket choices than I think the Battlegrounds anomalies. Like the Battlegrounds anomalies ones, I think are a little bit more wild. These are kind of just like very like even keeled (laughs) like effects, right? Like, okay, both players start with two more cards. Okay. Right? Like... Maybe that impacts the game, but also maybe it doesn't. In Battlegrounds, having like Little League or Big League where you literally only have half of the the cards in the game, that makes much more of a difference throughout the whole course of the game. These so far, now we only know three of the 20 that are starting, but these do seem very like kind of just, they're very toned back, I would say, in comparison to the Battlegrounds ones. So... I don't expect them to make like as much of an impact as they do for battlegrounds and maybe that will make them feel less interesting, but I I don't know. Again, it's like, I want to see all 20 and see the different effects. I want to actually get to play with it and see how it feels before I'm really like, Oh, I really like this. Or I really don't like some things I see ahead of time. And I'm like, Oh, I'm so excited for that. Or like, no, I don't think that's going to be a good idea. This one. I'm kind of like, I'll see what happens. Yeah. If that, uh, if that makes sense. That I, I hope that all made sense. sense. 100%. Uh, yeah. I, 
I don't know. I'm very excited, but I understand like the reservations of like, mm, I'm not sure about this. Um, and it could just be because I'm a chaos gremlin and mm-hmm. like the only joy that I get out of this game is like <laughs> when unexpected things happen. And I understand that's not everybody's cup of tea. Some people like very predictable patterns and uh, I'm uh, excited for me. Everybody else to descend into chaos with me, I guess, is the thing. I like predictability. And when I when I take my deck in and then I'm playing against a Naga Mage and we get the fast track and all of their cards cost less and they get to pop off on turn three, I'm going to be real sad. <laughs> I'm going to be real sad. Uh you know, we'll we'll see how much that that kind of thing actually happens. I don't know. I would like to see them all, though. But I think I was more excited. You know, maybe this is also because I was really excited for anomalies and battlegrounds. And then in the at least initial implementation of anomalies and battlegrounds, there definitely was like a huge discrepancy between some of them. Right? Mm-hmm. Like some of them, people were like, "This anomaly feels." absolutely terrible we really should not be like including this anomaly or like certain heroes or certain cards in certain anomalies are like that's just busted and completely broken and it makes it like feel not fun instead of it being you know chaotic and fun it made it like tip to the other end where it was like okay now everybody just goes for the same strat and this feels boring and it's not exciting and so I guess that's probably also why I'm a little bit more reserved with these is like, I don't want them to just feel like completely skewed in one direction or the other, because that mm-hmm. kind of feels like it defeats the purpose of making them interesting and different. Oh, I, I go, sorry. Go no, ahead, I said, I'm just saying I'm keeping an open mind on this and we'll see how things go. I'm very excited and cannot wait. So, yes, that but I guess does not can... shock me in the least. I know. Um, I think that's but what also... many people thought. Like, as soon as we all saw this, everyone went, Smarms, Smarms, yep. this, this uh, is. <laughs> the, the anomalies were not what I was tagged in today. What I was tagged in was the endless tentacle stuff, guys. <laughs> Do you want to know how many times I got tagged in various tentacle things? Just like, hey, this you? Uh, for the. Um, tentacle tender was the mm-hmm. common one for that and then like um i mean i love it it was great it was hilarious but to the point where i didn't even know that like there were anomalies coming out until like uh almost right before we were about to record this i like finally saw something about anomalies coming to standard i'm like that's so exciting uh nobody thought to include me in that conversation i just got a bunch of tentacles all over the place y'all bunch of perverts that follow me but anyways <laughs> i mean you set yourself up for that smart but... i know i 100 percent did it's like... i fully acknowledge it's 100 percent my fault and i've been having a good time good yeah that's the well, most important thing i will say when i saw the anomalies i thought of you smarms i was like this is totally like a smarms thing but i knew also i would be recording this show with you tonight so i was like i'm not gonna tag her on socials because i'm literally just gonna be in a call with her later and i'll tell her then (laughs) yeah no it's it's been fun um do we want to start going through some of the cards sure let's do it yeah okay um i'm about to nose goes on this first one because what kind of name is like it's not actually that bad, but like that's a lot of consonants all in a row. It's Chogol. You've Cho-gall. never heard Chogol? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I, 
somehow have not, but um, there he he's been a warlock legendary in the past. Way uh, long ago, though, mm-hmm. I think well before Smarms played Hearthstone. <laughs> I I think I am most familiar actually with Cho'Gall uh, back when I played Heroes of the Storm. Okay. Oh. And I feel like I'm aging myself with that mm-hmm. because I played Heroes of the Storm like the first like year or two that it was out. Oh, sad times. You're... Well, those were good times, but now, yes. now it's sad. <laughs> no, it's always good times. Come on. It's always Fair. a good time to be Dragon I'm Rider. Just, I, well, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just sad at the non-support for Heroes of the Storm, you know. Yeah. No, I, I get I, it. That was actually like the one here. Who's going off the rails now? Here we go. Uh, talk about mini set cards. No. Talk about what type of actual like team based games that we can actually play. <laughs> That's me. So, <laughs> Heroes mm-hmm. of the Storm. Okay, I definitely thought Heroes of the Storm was just like an expansion. Clearly, I'm wrong. But like, um, is that one of the like? It was the MOBA. It was okay. Blizzard's it was, MOBA. It was, yeah, so it was like, what was it, six? Six players per team? Or five? I don't I remember. I don't recall, I think honestly. they changed it for, I think it was 5v5, like most MOBAs. And then I think for, for what, Overwatch, they went 6v6? They went, yeah, six, Some, uh, something like that, yeah. Yeah, Overwatch was 6v6, and then Overwatch 2 was 5v5. So. Okay. Yep. Yeah. But Heroes of the Storm brought characters from all of the different Blizzard games together in, like, one game. Okay. And they had Cho'Gall. They announced at Blizzard, at BlizzCon, they announced the Cho'Gall character for mm-hmm. Heroes of the okay. Storm. And you, like, played it as a duo. So, like, you could, you, at, like, so, like, me and my husband did that, right? We're, like, my husband and I played together, and we were both Cho'Gall. And each of us technically were one of the two heads of this ogre. And each head had like a different couple abilities. Okay. And it was great. And it was super fun. And so, so that's that's where I know Cho'Golf. <laughs> do you guys know the um Oh my gosh. He's he's another two headed guy. And he's like maybe it's the fifty percent chance of attacking the right enemy. Do you guys know who I'm talking about with that? Yeah. Yeah. The, um, um, he seems like the wish ogre. version of Cho'Gall. Like the knockoff version of Cho'Gall. This is like the badass version. And then the uh, optimistic ogre or whatever is like the like derpy cousin. Um, there was two maybe of them. that's a, just me. There was two oh, of them. There great. was like optimistic was like 50% ch- uh, uh, chance to attack the right one. And there was like the pessimistic one that was the same card, but it was just like 50% chance to attack the wrong minion. <laughs> yes. I honestly never noticed that. That's fantastic. Yeah. This, this is why the, I am, I will say, I am super excited to hear the voice lines for some of this, regardless of what I think of the card itself in terms of like competitive play, the voice lines, I'm so excited for this because if they do put in like opposing voice lines and you can hear like that, you know, there's two different heads that each like say stuff that mm-hmm. is going to be just like chef's kiss. Like I'm so excited for that. And also this theme overall of like, Still old gods, but like tentacles and just 
craziness. And then you're getting like these kind of monsters like Chogall right before October. It just feels like so perfect to me. I will say like, I don't know. I, I feel like we should have like a Halloween monster themed like tournament in October. I could not agree more. I mean, I'm... personally, I don't see why we couldn't have it any month per- in my mind because fair spooky month fair. never ends for me. I'm, I'm um, goth horror girl extraordinaire. So like, as Dawn pointed out, I'm wearing a dress right now that has a bunch of eyeballs on it. So um, it's the, the perfect day to be wearing it. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Yes. Let us uh, move anyway. on. I'm one. sorry. I totally derailed. There we go. I I derailed a a podcast episode. I love <laughs> it. We're all so proud of you. Yes, you did it. You did it. <laughs> we need to work on it a little bit. We need to steer you more towards Warhammer 40k, and then yeah, there we'll be there. <laughs> yeah, just the 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 dumber we can make things, the better, you know, at all times. But. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Okay, Smarms, um, can you what? Can you actually read okay. Chogall's card now? <laughs> so Chogall is a taunt lifesteal. Start of game, twenty five percent chance to corrupt the game with a random anomaly. I will be playing um, this as frequently as possible because can you imagine? Somebody's like, "Oh, thank God, finally, not another anomaly," and it's like, "Just kidding, bud. Suck it." And Oops. that's why I'm a terrible person, you know, but um, it is unfortunate that you can only have one per deck. Um, I'd like to bump those odds up, but, you know, not everything's up to me, it turns out. But yeah. You know, it does say, though, in the blog post that if it says if you or your opponent or both have Chogall in your decks during the these like event periods where they have anomalies, there is a chance your game will be corrupted by two anomalies at once. So, <laughs> I Smarms knew you would goes like wild. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was going to say, I knew that was coming when you described uh, that. Which, never expected them to do that. I thought it was going to be like a, you know, just increases the odds. No, two anomalies? Are you kidding me? This is the only thing that I will agree to play with, like, you know, the friend game, the friendly games. 100%, mm-hmm. everybody has to have Trogol in their deck. See, I will not be playing I think we gotta do it I think we have to do like a you know early October like Chogall tournament or something where we just let's all uh, everybody has to have Chogall and we see how many of the games end up with two anomalies during let's, the tournament let's, yeah let's do a tournament Chogall tournament let's do a tournament we can put up a prize and then um, we'll, ca- we'll all three of us will cast it so i yes. love it me too let's do it like maybe like a 50 dollar blizzard card or something like that we'll figure that out um we'll figure out what the prize will be but we will do something i promise you because this sounds awesome yes. and i am all about spooky month stuff so spoopsy Gosh. all right i love it mm-hmm. i am I am I'm unsure of this Chogall card. He's mm-hmm. he's a six mana six seven. He actually does have a decent body and taunt and lifesteal on its own. Actually not like the worst. No, not at all. So 
I just I don't know immediately like what kind of decks you would want to play him in other than just to get like the start of game effect right like yeah, that's why you play him so like I don't know that's his whole point like I don't think he's got a point yeah. other than um you know start of turn effect but maybe that's just me but um do we want to move on to the chaotic tendril which is uh I'm excited for the pogo hopper uh, tentacles uh, is what I'm calling this. Tentacle hopper. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And that's going to be so much fun. So a chaotic tendril is a one, one battle cry, cast a random one cost spell and prove your future chaotic tendrils. And honestly, like the color of these are great. Like, I think this will be fun. I'm excited personally. Yeah, um, I don't think it's very good, but it's uh, certainly fun. It fits the theme. <laughs> it, it is very Yog saron So, like, yeah, I think, I mean, it just looks like a silly card, and it'll be fun to have it and, like, just mess around it with it in, like, a more casual setting, in my mind. Yeah, I'm really curious to see. Uh, we we did see, I guess, one card so far for today uh, that we'll talk about in a little bit. That also does stuff with the chaotic tendrils uh, on its own, like just including these two neutral cards into your decks. Like, it's not really enough to have that like pogo hopper, you know, repetitive tendril effect. So there's definitely going to need to be more more cards that you can shove into a deck that create these tendrils for it to have that like higher and higher effect, or you put it like a bigger package of these, hopefully with cards that also, you know, give you more of these effects or put it back in your hand or copy it. So you can play additional copies. Right. Um, I think otherwise you're going to end up with probably like, the average would be like cast a random three cost spell like eh, okay like you get a one one body and a random three cost spell is that going to be enough to be played in like competitive decks i really doubt it but i do think that the the idea is really fun and seeing like how how high you can get this and how like value cost spells you can get seems pretty interesting and if there is support for it I could definitely see people trying it out. Yeah. It seems yeah. like it could be interesting. So you want to read the next card? I'm just going to have Smarms read all the cards. Oh gosh. <laughs> Good. All right. At least these are easy word ones. We've certainly had the name ones before where it's like, mm, I'm just going to like randomly guess at this until hopefully something happens. But um, we've got a four mana, three, three, Twisted Frostwing, Rush, Death Rattle, Summon a Chimera with stats equal to this minion's attack. And that is a beast. And I do believe, based on the outline of the card, it is a hunter card. But mm-hmm. I am 0% confident in that answer. <laughs> you are 100% correct. correct. Yes. <laughs> Good. Yes. It's Nailed a hunter it. card. Um, also, I love that you just said that you struggle with names and then you absolutely said chimera 100% correctly because looking at that word you'd be like how do you say that <laughs> what is that word <laughs> I can do words chimera. I can't do <laughs> new names new names that's hard like all these like fantasy names it comes from when I'm reading all right we're gonna tangent again when I'm reading fantasy um 
I will just read the first letter of their name and then just be like, Bleh. and that is that character. And that's all I need to know that character by. That's only an issue if they start using the same first letter for multiple characters, which has had me getting like halfway through a book to realize that like, oh, oh, this is two separate people. This is, <laughs> this is not just like one person. Um, yeah, so... I was like, I don't need to read the rest of that word. That's that's none of my business, honestly. <laughs> you just... are not alone in that either. I've literally seen TikToks of people being like, how I read fantasy books. And it'll be yeah. like, blah, 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 went to the mountain of blah, blah, blah. And like, <laughs> yeah, like, you're not alone there. I just, I thought it was uh, just funny how you're like, I can't do these words. And then you said chimera, like, with no problem. <laughs> um. As you can imagine, I I've know a lot about random stuff about like chimeras and stuff. And um, that's also a biology word, funny enough. Uh, so it's not a f um, as much as I've talked about fantasy names. But yeah, I um, like so I've only admittedly I haven't played as much Hunter as like a lot of other people. But I kind of got the impression that Hunter's big thing right now isn't necessarily, like, adding stats to their minions. Am I wrong about that? No. Okay. You're, you're pretty correct there. <laughs> so, like, that seems kind of meh in my um, mind, but... But that gives plus attack on board. So... Did you think Hunter was missing Savage Roar? Because <laughs> I didn't. Um, and uh, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. I feel like that is actually really good. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I'm kind of scared from that by that card, in all honesty. <laughs> it seems uh, extremely good, considering that, like, I mean, like, it does it to the hand, the deck, and the battlefield. So literally everywhere, it gives everything plus one attack. Oh, that's the next card. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. We're still, ta we're still talking yeah. about the rusher. I don't know how I confused <laughs> that's myself. That's all good. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. I well, lost my... It... Like, uh, some... In my mind, I we'd already moved on Bestial Madness. I apologize for that. Um, it does play into what I was like yeah. asking about. So like yeah. it does indeed add attack. And yes. that was like where I was like, ah, oh, does this do this thing? Apparently, if I just looked one card over, it 100% does. <laughs> so. Yeah. And um, I mean, they still have uh, like a bunch of bananas. They still have the um, the other card that gives plus two attack and excess damage goes face. So it feels like there definitely is um, a place for that in my mind. Um, it seems nice. And the fact that it is the the uh, the minion that comes out is purely based on its attack. So it's not its stats, it's its attack. So like that seems really good in my mind. Like it does a lot. Like, it, and it goes out and it can, you know, just die, you know, go onto the field and then bam, like it, you have like 
a 5-5 five five now if you upped its attack by that many. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, it feels like a good thing in in my in yeah. my head so i'm personally unsure on this one mm-hmm. uh I-, I think we've had not necessarily similar cards but cards with rush impact the board immediately we i feel like we talk about that like every time we re- you know review cards right we're like okay this has rush or this thing can hit face so it impacts immediately which is good but I, I'm really curious how it will feel if you don't have those buff things, right? Like, do you, will it feel like you need to buff up the attack to make it feel worth it? Or will it still just feel pretty good as this base, like three, three, if you don't get to buff it, maybe that won't matter as much, but I still would imagine the amount of times that you feel like you need to coin this out or play it on turn like four are going to be common. So I don't know. I'm, I'm really curious to see where this one fits. Uh, also after the more recent nerfs, like beast hunter and, and more, well, I'll just say non arcane hunter mm-hmm. <laughs> lists, uh, haven't felt quite as good. So like right now it's like, where will this fit? You know, in it, it affects the board like like we just said right away, and it leaves at very least a three three behind. That seems very solid to me. In my mind, it feels like it does a lot. It's essentially six six for four, and half of that gets to affect the board. So yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Do we know if, like, the Chimera has any sort of rush or anything, or if it's just, like, a standard I don't guy? think it does. I think it's just... I, I think it'll just be a plain statted beast. That's how okay. I interpreted it as well, so... But I wasn't 100% sure on that, so... That was okay. just a guess. Okay. All right. Do you want to continue reading or should I should I take one, Smarms? You take one. Okay. All right. Then next we have, um, well, I just mentioned it, Bestial Madness. It's a two-mana hunter spell that's also a shadow spell. Uh, give plus one attack to all minions in your hand, deck, and battlefield. Um, does this feel nuts to you? Because it kind of feels nuts to me. Any input on that uh. one? <laughs> the fact that it impacts uh minions like wherever they are at feels absolutely fantastic right like mm-hmm. it's not just um in your hand and then you know you're like oh okay so i have to pay to buff the things in my hand and then play the things in my hand you can use this with whatever's on board as well so if you have you know things like rush like the one we just talked about that's going to impact it, whether it's on the board or in your hand. You know, that helps. Um, it could potentially impact the uh, lethal math that either you or your opponent has to be doing. Right? Like, oh, if there's three or four minions on the board, uh, does playing Bestial Madness for that extra three or four attack give them lethal? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that seems pretty huge. And... 
paying only two for that seems pretty nice. Yeah, the fact that it hits everything is kind of ridiculous. Just a little bit. Yeah. I I was going to say, like, you know, I've been playing a little bit of Arcane Hunter, and, like, the thing only goes after the... uh, I can't remember what it's called, but the thing that gives, like, plus one... Um, the smaller guy that does it, like, he only does to ones in your hand. And, like, if you could have the one that was, like, um, you know, if it did it everywhere, that would literally be so overpowered. So um, I do think that this is kind of strong. It does feel very strong. Okay. All right. So I think we can all agree on that. So Dragon Rider, why don't you read the next one? So we're we're... Uh, mixing it up here. All right. So Mm -hmm. our last hunter card is Celestial Shot. It is a three mana arcane spell. It says deal three damage. Your next spell has spell damage plus two. Holy crap. I love this card so much. Like, (laughs) I feel like this is the best out of all three. Like, I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, like deal three damage wherever you want, right? Mm-hmm. So you can send this face. Exactly. It is an arcane spell, so yep. it fits into arcane hunter. And then it gives your next thing extra spell damage, which that next thing is just next spell. So your next spell doesn't even have to be an arcane spell, like some mm-hmm. of those other, like the card that Smarms just mentioned, right? Some of those minions are like only buff your arcane spells mm-hmm. with spell damage. But this is just your next spell has spell damage. This feels so good. I'm like, I'm ready to play with this. Just, just give me this card and I will be <laughs> happy. <laughs> Forget all the other cards. Just give me this one and le- let's go. You know what's, it, it, what I immediately thought of too is like, uh, I forget the card's name, but the one that summons the links based on your spell damage on yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that's an additional uh, three, you know, two additional four fours with Rush. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I believe that costs four, right? So if you play this on curve and then you play that on curve, that's a lot of stats uh, on Mm -hmm. curve. (laughs) Yeah. So much. Statistics. Like that Link's card is like, yeah. (laughs) Gonna make this bonkers. Um, Wow. All right. Hunter, once again, getting way OP as always. As you do. Um, okay. All right. Now it's your turn, Swarms. Okay, so our next one is uh, Curse of Flesh. I wish it was said Curse of the Flesh, like some sort of like fire and brimstone preacher, but maybe like that's my problem. I think that that would be much funnier. Um, but uh, so Curse of Flesh is a one mana uh, spell Enemy minions cost health instead of mana next turn. Um, I feel like this isn't strong for everywhere. Uh, and I, Warlock, may... I don't know what the outside yeah. color of this thing means. Yeah, okay, it it's is Warlock. warlock. Yep. Um, I feel like you don't always need this. But, like, if you are playing against something that's, like, playing, like, I don't know, like, Big Beast or gigantic minions. Like, this is a hilarious, like one turn pause that you get to like have a little bit of a breather um or at least that's what it seems like to me um it is um that card seems situationally good um 
it's like there's already that uh warlock um legendary that is the seven seven i think it costs six that makes all your opponent's cards next turn cost health instead of mana which is an interesting place um but i've seen most of the time I've seen that card in use, it's being generated off of uh, the Countess. <laughs> I No one's really running that card, so... Yeah. But this is a one-mana card, and um, I think it fits the control style a lot better. Um, just because it um, has a lot of potential. But it also has a lot of potential to backfire. If they're just like... It's the beginning of the game, and they just dump their entire entire hand, and they have a bunch of minions, and they're at, like, 15 life, but it doesn't really matter because they kill you, you know what I mean? And you don't have any answers, so... Uh, yeah, this seems exclusively like a late game enemy is low health situation. I cannot yeah. <laughs> even imagine playing this in the beginning of the game. Like, what sort of arrogance, like, oh. would you have to have to be like, oh yeah, they won't want to, like, ruin their health as they get out, like, the behemoth uh, minion, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yes. Yeah, that that is exactly how I see it, is kind of like that finisher, right? Like, you kind of use maybe fatigue stuff or maybe some imps or or maybe you're giving them curses and you kind of get them down below that like below 10 health range and then you play this and make their minions cost health and then if they do want to play a minion it's like okay now next turn you die to that curse or you die to this next fatigue card or uh, in some cases depending on how low they are i actually had a game where this this applied somebody did play that minion that you mentioned cat mm-hmm. <laughs> versus me and i was at like five or six health or something and literally the minions that costed more than what i had like i could not even play them out of my hand like it did not even allow me to play them because it would kill me so i was like oh now i just can't play these things huh well that sucks um i'm sorry that's objectively wrong uh there is something that i like to do in standard where it's like i'm clearly gonna die next turn and it's called the you don't kill me i kill me where it's like if i have a weapon equipped yeah well so what i did is i played one of my cheaper minions and then i tapped to die okay (laughs) you know but that that is something to consider when when considering this card right is like okay if i get them low and then i can play this it also means that they can't play things that cost more than the health they have so if they want to play an odin or they want to play you know a titan that costs a lot or something and they're less health than that they can't do it they can't you know a priest can't play a behemoth if they are at seven and the behemoth costs eight you know so it's definitely interesting i I will say, I don't think that, like, every Warlock is going to start including this card in their deck, right? This is not one that everybody's going to be like, oh, yes, I'm going to start playing this. But I think there there might be some cases for it. We'll see. It should be interesting. Yeah, I don't know 
I feel like that there's a potential place for it, but I don't know what that place is in all honesty. So I guess we'll see. And that's kind of how we're going to have to roll with it. So that in that my mind, it's very much a, I guess we'll see. Okay. All right. So I will read the next one then. Okay. Um, then we have encroaching insanity. It is three mana warlock spell. It is a shadow cell, uh, shadow spell. Um, uh, both players take fatigue damage twice. This is interesting. This is definitely something that, um, like, I could see seeing that, like, control lock is kind of a thing now. That you could just start running this and just be like, at the end of the game, if it's close, you get to push, you could potentially push them into fatigue, you know, or push their fatigue up more towards the end. So, this is interesting. It's not as, I don't think it's good as I first thought, but I think it's interesting. I don't really, like... I guess if you were running that, um, all those like fatigue imp cards and like the ones that like get plus stats for your, however far you are in fatigue and that kind of stuff, this obviously helps with that. But like, I don't know where else, like, it feels like it might be a niche, like control tool, but unsure. Um, I mean, I feel like those are, like, semi-popular, maybe, like, not hugely popular. I don't know. I could definitely see this, like, coming in and making that deck way more popular. Because, like, then it's, like, turns that deck from just, like, a piece-by-piece to an OTK kind of setup with this, like, little three-mana spell. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I can see that being a thing. I'm not exactly sure... I don't know, because you take the fatigue damage as well as the thing too, right? So, like, that's what you've got to keep in mind is the fact that you're also going to be taking that fatigue damage. So, it's not just straightforward, this is what my opponent takes, you know what I mean? Like, you have to consider where you are and what it's doing to you as well. So, like, there are downsides to the cards because it hits both players, but if you're in a, a better position, then that actually could put you ahead in a fatigue race um, if you're able to position yourself better. But I assume it's probably going to be used more for some of those um, fatigue-based tools that um, Warlock has had in the past. Yeah, that that was my thought when I first saw this was like all right i'm jamming this into a fatigue deck i'm trying this with the other fatigue cards because uh in that style of deck you're also running the void virtuoso which is that one mana one three that says during your turn your hero's immune you're also running that fell string harp that just recently got buffed so it's you know one mana and when you take damage you actually heal for two instead of taking the damage uh so You know, I can imagine things like playing this on turn three, even if you take... Now, the interesting thing about this, I will say, too, is that since it goes off twice, it should 
deal, like, let's say this is the first thing that you've played that's going to deal fatigue damage. It should deal one to both of you. And then it'll trigger a second time, so it'll deal two. So it should deal a total of three damage, right? Like, if you're playing this at the start. Uh, Which, okay, like, at the beginning, you know, early-ish, if you're playing this on curve, let's say, is not terrible to take as a warlock, um, considering that you're also probably including some of those other things. And then, you know, you're looking at like, okay, maybe you get to play this on turn three. And then on turn four, you go into that, uh, that crazed conductor where you get three, three imps based on how much fatigue damage you've taken. Right. So you would take the fatigue this for this crazed conductor, and then you summon three, three, three imps. So on turn four, you'd get a three, four and three, three, threes. That's a lot of stats for three uh, for turn four now yes that is meaning that you have to have these both on curve but i i think this actually does help the package and like i said things like the the virtuoso and the uh felstring harp um kind of help support that play style a little bit help stall the game help prevent some of that fatigue damage that you do to yourself while getting to build that up to deal that fatigue damage to your opponent so I don't know. I I am really intrigued with this card actually. I I feel like for me this is kind of probably the warlock card that I like the most out of the three that I want to play with and and then I think has the most I guess like competitive or higher tier deck potential. Say it that way. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, Dragon Rider, you would take the next uh, and final Warlock card. No, actually, yes. I, I, you know what? No, it's got to be Smarms. Because it's got to be Smarms. It's, it's the one that <laughs> yeah. everyone tagged her in, so it's got to be it's Smarms. Got, it's got to be. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we've got a uh, three-mana 2-5 called the Tentacle Tender. Um, she is great. Uh, and at the end of your turn, you uh, get a 1-1 one, one Chaotic Tendril. So, like, you get that in hand so you can have the battle cry go off, I'm, like, 90% sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I No, everything checked. about this card is fantastic. <laughs> Plays yes. into the pogo tentacles that, you know, I was excited about earlier. Yeah, it I does. mean, this definitely does, like, um, make the tentacles more interesting that there's a way to generate more of them other than like hypothetically the two you could start in your deck. I understand that there are other ways you could have generated them without this card, but like this certainly makes it, um, I would say more interesting in my mind, the fact that you're able to, um, uh, take it and it's a two five. So it's pretty resilient. If you play it on curve, and it's not exactly extremely threatening at first. So there might be a chance to, like, um, someone ignores it and just lets it um, sit there for a few turns and you get a few tentacles in there. Um, so it seems interesting. I don't necessarily think it's good, but it is fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it will be interesting. I think the the kind of interesting thing about this as well is that it does have that five health. So 
you, you hope that it sticks around for more than one turn, mm -hmm. but at least since it is end of turn, right, you will get the one effect guaranteed. But I, I do think that the, the five health probably, I think in a lot of cases, depending on what popular decks are in the meta, you might actually have a good chance of getting it a, a second one. Um, so you can play two of these in your deck, plus the two act like tentacle cards themselves, right? The neutral cards. Mm -hmm. uh, so already there for Warlock, you have four minimum because you're, you're mm -hmm. guaranteed to get the one. So yeah, maybe it, it could be something. I still feel like if I really wanted to like actually do this and build this up and like getting be getting to cast, you know, some like random seven or eight cost spell or something like it still needs a little bit more still needs you know more support than just this um but we won't get to see the neutrals until later in this week so maybe there's going to be an like a neutral minion that does something similar or you know or something that we can stick into decks as well that generates these so i I don't know. I, I'm not sure if Warlock is also the the place where I immediately think like, "Hey, I get to you know play think, this thing repetitively." Does Warlock have any version of Shadow Step? I don't think so, but um, not no. really. I, I yeah, think, like Priest and Rogue are probably the places that like I see you getting to do that kind of stuff. Right? Like Priest has some tools. That's why they even tried the. Uh, oh, what's that? Uh, Astral just Automaton. Yes, I was thinking. But there's that I was thinking anomaly, and I was like, "That's not right." <laughs> there's not that. There's still that neutral card that adds the temporary copy to your hand too. So yeah, so that's there true. Is, there is a way you can potentially. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, it costs more, and it would probably have to survive a turn to get it done. But there's a possibility there, so. At least there is a neutral route to get more of them. So. And. Um, yeah. Yeah. It is intriguing to say the least. It, I think it's it seems fun. And. Uh, it's just smarms. That's just smarms there on that card. So. Yeah. All oh. fun. No good plays. <laughs> Ah, we love you, Smarms. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So, Dragon Rider, since that was our last card, do you want to go into our uh, poll question for this week? Yes. So, uh, we want to talk about anomalies in Standard. So, the question we have for you this week is, how excited are you for anomalies in Standard? Uh, we have a couple options here. You can say, this was made for me. Just like smarms, like are you just ready for the chaos, uh, or are you like I want to I want to see all twenty of the anomalies first, or are you just absolutely like it's not really for you, like you're you're not excited for the anomalies regardless of what they are, uh, totally fine. There's no wrong answer here. We are just kind of curious how how people are viewing these. So uh, absolutely, please let us know. That will be posted. Uh, on Twitter, and we'll put it into the Discord as well with the link to it so that you can uh, just quickly link to it and give us an answer. Uh, if you feel like you want to comment, we always appreciate those, but you absolutely don't have to. So, you know, we'll uh, 
we'll let you answer that and then we'll talk about the results on next week's show and speaking of the show you can find us on twitter at dr 3 hs you can email the show at dr3hs at gmail.com, and you can find our Discord by following our top pin tweet on the Dr3 Twitter account. You can find myself on Twitter at alkaline underscore cat, K-A-T, and Twitch and Blue Sky at alkaline cat, all one word. Dragon Rider. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Donnie DK. That's D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. Uh, you can find me on Twitch and YouTube, Dragon Rider TCCG. And also uh, chatting about all card games in general every week at the TCCG Roundtable. And Smarms, take us home. You can find me on both Twitter and Twitch at Send Me Your Arms, as well as on Blizzlet. And apparently tagged in anything having to do with tentacles. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I buy it. Yeah, <laughs> it tracks, right? Yeah, it tracks one hundred percent. It's very fitting. So, all right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning into another episode. We really appreciate your continued support. And as always, you've been listening to Doctor Three. This has now become a how many tentacles can Smarms have show.